The following shear has been presented by Dayan Shlomo Cohen. Dayan, based in Havat Shalom, Yerushalayim, an author of the Chayshin Mishpat work, Pure Money, and has been brought to you by the Beis Havat Halacha Center. Meseches Bavakama has been graciously dedicated by Reb Tzvi Reisman and family, Le'ilu Nishmas, his esteemed father, Harav Yehoshua Heschel Reisman, Zecher Tzadik Levracha. May the Torah studied through this volume be an Eloi to his neshama. Baba Kama Daf Ayin Bet. The Mishnah on Omid Bet tells us the din of Edim Zolim. That if two Edim came to Beidin and gave testimony that someone stole and then that he was Tavachu Macham and then came two witnesses that they were with them at the time when they said he stole that they are now called Edim Zolim and they have to pay what they wish to be Mechaev, the supposed thief to pay. So they have to pay the Dalit Vahem. Even though, Lamai said they caused no actual monetary loss to anyone, they still have to pay. Therefore we see that the fact that they pay is a knas of the Torah. It's a fine of the Torah. It's not because of an actual monetary loss that they caused. Even where they caused no monetary loss, they have to pay. As we mentioned in the previous year, Beitin in our times doesn't make, doesn't have the authority to make people pay the fines of the Torah. They can only deal with cases where there's an actual monetary loss. Therefore it would seem that all the dinim of Aedim Zomim are not Nogea in our times. But we find that the Shulchan Aruch in Hoshin Mishpat Simen Aleph says that they are applicable. Because what's the case if Aiden came to testify that Reuven owes Shimon a thousand dollars, Beidin made Reuven pay, and he paid. They passed in the pay, and he paid. Afterwards, Aiden came to testify that the first Aiden were with them on the day that they said that he lent the money. That they were Aiden's only. Shabbatin can't make them pay their fine. But what they, they must make Shimon return the thousand dollars. Because they paskened according to those aiding that he has to pay a thousand dollars. So what happens if Shimon has now left the country? He's not coming back and he's untraceable. Here, the aiding's only caused an actual monetary loss to Reuven with their testimony. And therefore there are more paskins that they have to pay. But why? Although they didn't cause any direct damage. The, the, the type of damage that they caused is an indirect type of damage. Therefore, why don't we say that this is a case of Groma? Indirect damage for which Beitim can't be Machayim to pay. He's only Chayim and Tetideh Shemayim. It's between him and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Explains the Shach in Simen Lamed that the case of Adim Zomim, where an actual loss has been caused, is a case of Gami. Gami is indirect damage for which, for which Beidin can be Mechaya someone to pay. So we see two types of indirect damage. Groma, which Beidin can't be Mechaya, and Gami, which Beidin can be Mechaya. The big question is, what is the difference between the two? When do we say that indirect damage is considered groma and his potter, 
And when do we say that it's considered Gami and he's Chayav? In Simon Shin Peivav, we find three major opinions that are brought to Halokha as to what is Groma and what is Gami. One is the Rambam, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins like the Rambam. The second opinion is the Rosh, the Ramur brings down the sheet of the Rosh. And the third sheet is the sheet of the Ritzbah, which, which is the sheet of Tosfus in Baba Basa. The Ramur also brings that sheet, and the Shach Lamaisa Paskins like that sheet. Let's explain these three sheets to understand what the difference is. The Rambam's opinion is that it doesn't make any difference what type of indirect damage you did. If you had intention to cause damage, it's Gami and you're Chayev. And if you didn't have intention, it's Groma and you're Potter. What does it mean, according to the Rambam, to have intention to damage? The Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch, both Paskin, Paskin and Simon Chafhei, let's say that someone had never learned Choshin Mishpat and Ebene Ezra was appointed as a Dayan. Two people came in front of him for a din toilet. Shimon claims that Reuven owes him money. And even though the halacha was that Reuven should not have to pay Shimon, our Dayan, oh, he didn't know the halacha, Paskin, but he does have to pay. In a, case where the in a case where the mistake is a clear mistake to anyone who knows halachot. In such a case, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, that the Psak Din is Batel. It's null and void. And Reuven doesn't have to pay. And if he did pay already, Shimon has to return what he paid. But what's going to be if Reuven has already paid Shimon before the mistake was realized, and now Shimon refuses to listen to anyone to return the money? Or he's gone abroad and he can't be found anymore? Our Diane caused the loss through his Psak. Does he have to pay for that loss? Says the Shulchan Aruch in Simon Kafhei. If he was an expert Dayan and he made a mistake, he doesn't have to pay for his mistake. Why? Because he had no intention to cause damage. It's considered Groma. But if he wasn't qualified to be a Dayan, then says the Shulchan Aruch, he has to pay. Explains the Sma, even though he only passed and he did no direct damage. Says the Shulchan Aruch, why? Since it's considered that this guy had intention to damage. You have to understand, although this guy is not an evil person, he didn't want to cause a loss to Reuven. He thought he knew what he was doing. He may be a very nice guy. He just wants to help. But since he acted totally irresponsibly by trying to be a dime when he's not qualified to be, it's considered as if he had intention to cause damage. Therefore he has to pay, says the Shulchan We see from here that according to the Rambam and the Shulchan the definition of intention to damage is not just an evil intention. It also includes being negligent and irresponsible. <coughs> it becomes Gami and you'll have to pay for the damage. That's the opinion of the Rambam, that the difference between Groma and Gami depends on whether you had intention to cause damage or didn't have intention to cause damage. The Rosh understands that there's an inherent difference between an action which is considered Groma 
and an action which is considered gami. And it's dependent on three conditions. Says the Rosh, in any case where it's Bori it's clear that your action is going to cause damage. Or two, that it's nezik, the Nezik is caused immediately. And three, that you did a Maisa the Nizok, that you did some action on the damaged property. Where you have these three conditions, says the Rosh, it's considered Gami and Yochayav. The Poskim say, the Nisayis Binyomin brings, brings it down in the Pischei Tshuva in Shin Shepshim Peivav, that where we have two of the three conditions, we can be Mechayev someone to pay for Gami according to the Rosh. The third opinion is Tosfus. Tosfus in Baba Basu, Dachaf Beit, Omer Beit, Divya Maskil, Zotomer, Gorm Benazikin Potter. Tosfus over there brings all the cases in the Gomorrah of Gami. All the cases of the Gomorrah says that they're, that they're Yochayev because of Gami. And he tries to find out what's the logic, what's the spawn as to when you're chayv and when you're patur. Tosus comes to the conclusion that there's no logical way to understand when an action is groma and when it's gami. There's no svara to say when it's groma and when it's gami. Therefore, concludes Tosus, that gami is a knas durabonim, that chazal made wherever there was a common type of damage in their times. The Shach in Simon Shin Pei Vav agrees with this opinion, Paskin's like the Ritzbah, and he concludes that we, because of, we have to be very, very careful in comparing cases one to the other and saying that a particular case is considered Gami. However, like we said, according to all three opinions, Aidim Zomimim is considered Gami. And therefore, the Aidim, if they called us, caused an actual loss, even in our times, they have to pay for the loss that they caused. The Daf Yomi Halacha series has been brought to you by the Beis Havad Halacha Center. To reach the Center for Halacha Consultation, Service, Educational Seminars or Media, please call 1-888-485-VAAD. That's 1-888-485-8223. To sign up to the BHHJ, the Beis Havad's weekly interactive e-journal, please visit www.bhhj.org or you can email us at office at the halachacenter.org.